Welcome to Sales Boost, the Mercury International Podcast. Each episode presents one topic, one expert, taking a fresh perspective on the issues that are changing the face of modern sales. So welcome to Sales Boost. And today we're going to be talking to Nick Peer, who is the Managing Director of Mercury International Benelux. We're going to be discussing the topic of sales excellence and how it is so very relevant today for businesses to stay competitive in a very evolving market. So hello, Nick. Hello, Charlie. Great to speak to you again. And uh, yes, very much Mm -hmm. looking forward to today's chat after our our brief summer break and uh, back with renewed enthusiasm and excitement for what the rest of the year holds. So today we're going to be talking about sales excellence, but perhaps we could just start with a brief biography of yourself and your role at Mercury International. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, I started my career as a sales rep for a logistics company that was in Belgium. And then later on, I became a sales manager in the in the leasing business. And there I had the opportunity to work and live in several countries like Switzerland, the UK, and also the Netherlands. And about 20 years ago, I joined Mercury as a trainer, salesperson, mainly working in B2B in local, but certainly also in international projects. And this is, of course, very interesting and fascinating because you work with all different kinds of people and cultures, not only with the customers, but also with colleagues at Mercury. And about four years ago, I became the country manager for the Benelux unit. And we do have a unit of 15 people with offices in in Brussels and, and Hilversum. And so, of course, nothing interesting has changed in the last 20 years in, in the world of sales. It's all been no. remarkably calm and static. No, yeah. uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Nothing has changed, uh, Charlie. Well, some things haven't changed. That's true. I think that in sales, it's very important to connect to people and building relationships, listening to your customer, establishing trust, etc. But of course, we all know that digitalization created a a major shift in the buying-selling process. We all go online before we connect to people. So that also has an impact on the, the attitude of people. Huh? The availability of people has dropped. The loyalty of people has dropped. But on the other hand, for salespeople, it has never been easier to find information about their speaking partners and prospects. And of course, then we had COVID. It enhanced a hybrid. A lot of people still prefer to have a virtual call instead of a face-to-face one. And what is going to happen with artificial intelligence, sales automation? So that's, it's going to be challenging times also with what is happening in the market. Huh? We see now that it's shifting from a seller's to more a buyer's market because there is indeed the increase of prices that is still going on. But on the other hand, prices are dropping. Demand is dropping. So it has a major impact on the selling right now. It's because we last spoke earlier in the year on, on, on a separate matter. And I think at the time we were going, well, you know, no, what, what's, nothing's going to change until after the summer. That's fine. And mm, then, of course, yeah. a couple of events in mainland Europe, a few kind of other factors that get thrown into the mix and everything's new again. Sure. Certainly what is happening with Mr. Putin and the price of gas is having a major impact on our customers, certainly regarding raw materials. So they have quite challenging times ahead. Some of the people that we talk to are talking about inflation, recession. For other people, it's going to be more stable, the market. So it's going to be very challenging what is going to happen in the next coming months, I think. Yeah. So we're going to need to move in a fairly agile way if we're going to respond to whatever's thrown us next from you know, monkeypox to geopolitical confusion. So yeah, may you live in interesting times, I think is yeah. the statement for that one. But today, our topic is going to be about sales excellence. So for those who aren't aware of the term, could you give us a definition? Well, 
when you look it up on internet, sales excellence, you can find a lot of different uh, definitions. For instance, uh, the sum of best practices that maximize profitable growth. But what we think it's about what you just mentioned, agility and the ability to quickly and successfully adapt to changing sales landscapes and to ensure continue with growth, not just for today, but certainly also for tomorrow. What is very important is the ability to transform your company's strategy into tangible results and to do that in a substantial way. And and in that process, because selling and buying, it's not an event, it's a process in B2C and certainly in B2B. And there we have defined nine critical factors that generate sales excellence. I understand the concept and the definition now. But why is it important or why is it so important for companies in terms of staying competitive? Well, you can have maybe the right product on the right place at the right time. So you can have good results today without taking care of sales excellence. That's perfectly possible. On the other hand, what is on top of every profit and loss statement? It's turnover, right? Now, Mm. which department is mainly generating this? I think it's the commercial one. So it could happen that you have good results today, but are they durable? Competition is everywhere. The market is more and more demanding, more than ever. So your commercial process has become, for me, a hygiene factor to stay in business or grow. And certainly when prices are under pressure, when your margin is under pressure, I think it's very important that you manage your commercial process correctly and professionally. It's a bit like... What Mr. Gandhi said, if you take good care of the cow, automatically you will have good milk. And the sales excellence is indeed the cow and the results is the milk. So to an extent, this is about future-proofing business as well. So if we take today's climate, say you are an oil producer, you have a captive audience, you have the ability to almost, you know, it's a monopoly to an extent. You can set prices and you can have a successful business, but that doesn't mean that you have an excellent process which will sustain that for years to come. Is that what we're saying? That is absolutely right. And we talk to a lot of people in the B2B environment and they say we are selling our product like hotcakes, but we are really afraid of tomorrow when the market is going to change. So they take care. They find it very important to have a good look at sales excellence and that process and what is going on. So in a way, an understanding of sales excellence is about avoiding complacency. It's about saying, okay, things are good today, but why are they good today and how will they be good tomorrow? So not just resting on one's laurels, as it were. Well, we already talked about some changes during the last 20 years in sales. And I think that the transparency of sales is one of those elements that's changed. We see a lot of companies investing in dynamics or Salesforce. And the reason for that is exactly to put in that transparency in the sales process. And that is one of the nine critical factors. That is the efficiency of the sales process as such and the enablers that you have around it. Yeah. So with these nine factors, you mentioned just one of them there. Could you give an example of a few of the other kind of things that you're measuring or that you think build up a full picture of sales excellence? What kind of factors are there? Yeah. Well, first and for all, you need market information. You need to know what is going on in your market and you have to define a clear strategy. What is the direction of our company, where we want to be in three years? And of course, in some businesses, three years can be like a light year away, but you also need the flexibility to adapt your strategy. So what is very important is that you do not only have a strategy as a company, 
but also that your people understand the strategy and that it's clear to them and that it's properly translated into a sales strategy and targets. What does this mean? What is the focus in our customer and product mix? And I see that a lot of companies are struggling there. And they have multiple priorities in their strategy, like focusing on EBIT. But for instance, the salespeople only have targets in general turnover. So it is not only important to have the right strategy, it is also very important to translate it to the right KPIs for your sales force. So you've got to have the overarching umbrella idea, but that then needs to be refocused according to which particular stakeholder you're talking to as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's very important. We always talk about sales efficiency, the process as such. At Mercury, we talk about QQD. Uh, What does it stand for? It's first and for all, you do need to have enough connections with your customer, meetings, virtual, face-to-face, and the quantity of sales efforts is very important. Of course, the quality of sales efforts is very important, and that is also related to the competences and the skills of your people. And then what is very, very important is also the direction, because you only have a number of activities you can deploy in the market. There is always a shortage of time. So it is very important to make the right decision. Who am I going to see? Who am I going to connect to? What is going to be my message? Yes. Obviously, we have these factors and we're talking about quality of process to an extent across these nine different areas. But obviously, you can define a strategy that goes, you know, we should do this X, Y, and Z. That's a good process. But then you've got to implement it throughout a company. So where do you see most companies failing? Is it that they're not designing the strategy properly or is it that it's not being applied across an organization? Where's the most common flaw? Of course, there are a lot of differences, but we're working right now with a customer and I think it's a good example. They have a clear strategy because we had intake meetings with their salespeople. And one of the questions we ask is, what is your strategy? What is what is the strategy of the, of the company? And, and people found it very difficult to respond to that question. It was not really clear for them. So we gave that as feedback to the general management and they were very surprised because they said, but we do have a clear strategy. But only it was not clear to their people in the the sales force. And even more important, it was not translated to what does this strategy XYZ, as you mentioned, for me as a salesperson, what do I need to do? What is the right direction? We talked about QQD. Direction is very important. Where should I focus on? In my customer portfolio and in my product portfolio. So, for example, you might have a kind of a five-year roadmap at a C-level, but then that doesn't materialize in terms of specific KPIs for sales or we want to move into ABM or you know, more kind of key accounts and that kind of thing. So th- there's, a, there's a disconnect between how companies are communicating internally. There is quite often, it can happen, there is a disconnect between what is the strategy and what are people actually doing in the market. Absolutely. What would you say is the most kind of common failing that you see in your role? Where are the points of failure between people designing a good strategy and implementing it in the real world? Mm-hmm. Where does that break down? What is very important in implementing a sales strategy is coaching, is the leadership. Yeah? And, and what we see is that a lot of companies are really having a struggle there to coach their people in a proper way. And what we see is that you can easily improve the sales efficiency of your sales force by 20 to 25% by having regular coaching, having status meetings, performance reviews, etc. So coaching is, is really very, very important. It's not about 
day-to-day management. It's not only about taking care of projects that you're discussing with your salespeople, but it's also in the coaching aspect. Working on those skills is indeed very important. And making it clear for people, what does it mean in my portfolio? I'm an account manager. I have seven or 80 customers to manage. What is important? What is the focus? Who should I focus on? Where should I spend more time, etc.? That is indeed a very important one. So I guess the, the key to this is having the big picture and saying it's not enough if we look at, say, skills training, for example, and various specific sales skills. You mm-hmm. can give your workforce those skills but if you don't basically strategically apply them and if there isn't that connection between management and and sales then you'll never get to a a state of sales excellence in that sense absolutely when we talk about training and coaching what you want is roi meaning return on investment and not risk of intentions so indeed implementation in every training program in every coaching program is very important yes well, I think we've had a really good look at a, a high-level definition of sales excellence and, and seeing how, how it's relevant in the real world. But in the next episode of the podcast, what I'd really like to do is to, to drill down a little bit more into how we apply this idea. You know, what kind of technology and techniques can we use to measure sales excellence? And how can we actually use this concept to drive business growth? Um, so I very much look forward to speaking to you again very soon, Nick. Yes, Charlie. I'm also looking forward to that. I think it was an interesting meeting and I really like to have a deep dive together with you in the nine critical factors having an impact on sales excellence. Thank you. Yeah, we're now going to get fully into the weeds with the next one. Now we've set the stage and we can really go into the detail. If the topics discussed in this podcast have given you more questions, get in touch with us and we'll do our best to get you the answers.